Now, I hope you didn't lose um, the place in your Bible if you've got one, or your, um, uh, or your um, uh, note on your phone if you're using that. Um, and you've still got um, uh, Galatians um, uh, chapter 6 um, uh, nearby, um, because uh, uh, I thought um, we'd have a look at um, uh, that uh, passage um, uh, this, this morning. <coughs> I've got to say, it's a lovely morning to, uh, to come across um, um, uh, bright, clear, um, uh, and no sign of the frosts and the iciness that we've had uh, lately. In fact, uh, I'm hoping that the iciness and the frost has, has gone for, a, uh, for, for another year, but um, you never know, do you? But um, uh, I have a, a particular reason for that, and that is because I have a tendency to slip and fall over when uh, it's, um, it, it's icy. Um, uh, uh, now, uh, whenever we get in that situation, I feel a firm grip on my arm, um, uh, and my wife um, uh, carefully looks after me and makes sure that I don't slip uh, and fall. And I've got to say that um, uh, I have never slipped and fallen when she's had that firm grip um, uh, on me, um, <coughs> which is a good thing, because um, if I went down then, she'd probably come down with me, and then who would get me up? Um, uh, uh, that would be a, a real uh, problem. Uh, and today we're uh, going to look in Galatians 6 about uh, slipping and falling and getting up. Um, uh, uh, here it's called um, uh, uh, being, um, uh, falling is being called being caught in a sin. Uh, and uh, uh, when we help others to get up or get up ourselves, um, we're talking about being restored gently. Have you noticed in his letters, Paul always uses the same metaphor for the church. He always likens it to the family. Uh, so he starts, uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, and, he, and he gives the list of how to help each other, like you might uh, in a family. Churches ought to be families, didn't they? They ought to be places of mutual support and encouragement. And I'm sure that's uh, true here. That's always our experience whenever we've come, that we can see that mutual support uh, and that help that you give uh, each other. <clears throat> but I've got to tell you that uh, that kind of mutual support is sadly in contrast to what seems to be going on um, in the church in, in Galatia. When um, uh, Paul writes to uh, Galatians, um, you'll notice in uh, chapter 5 and verse 15, he says this, If you keep on biting and devouring each other, Watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. Uh, so, obviously, things were not altogether well uh, in, in that particular church um, if they were biting each other. Sin is clearly visible in this church. And here, Paul uses uh, uh, the word which translates um, in most of our um, uh, Bibles as transgression or breaking the law or a false step, uh, in contrast to walking in the Spirit, which is what he's just been talking about in, in, in chapter 5. So Paul says, if somebody in the family transgresses, they should be restored. They should be restored gently. That gently word, the same word as he uses in chapter 5, uh, verse 22 there, um, about the fruits of the Spirit. It's the same gentleness that um, uh, we uh, know and see there. 
So restore, not in an overburdening way, not in a I'm better than you, uh, ego-filled way, but gently, so as to fulfill the law of Christ. And if you've got any doubts about what the law of Christ is, uh, then um, uh, you don't have to put your hand up and admit that, because you can go to uh, the previous chapter, uh, chapter 5, verse 14, and you'll find it explained. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbour as yourself. The law of Christ. Then Paul goes on to spell out how we should live as Christians. And I'm very tempted to go through the whole of this chapter. But you might have plans for this afternoon and this evening. So I'll just concentrate on verses 1 and 2. Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you may also be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfil the law of Christ. I want to sum up those two verses in three words, in three R's. Restore, relieve, repent. Paul says, restore the broken, relieve the burdened, repent of bragging. See what I've done there? Made it easy for you. Bit of alliteration. Restore, relieve, repent. Restore the broken. Paul says, the best of us can slip up. He uses the Greek word, parapatoma. Same word as you would use for a slip on an icy road, parapatoma. What is the Christian response to a brother or sister who has slipped? It's fairly obvious, isn't it? To help them up. That's what Paul says, to restore them gently. Not to lecture them, not to cast them adrift. Not to go around telling everybody else that they've slipped and fallen. But to restore them gently. He uses the same word as, a, as you would use for a surgeon. Mending your broken leg. Restore gently. Restore that broken leg. And Paul says you should do that so you're not tempted to the greater sin of hypocrisy. I thank you, Lord, that I'm not like this sinner. The Pharisee's prayer from uh, Luke chapter 18 and verse 11. But the Christian says, There, but for the grace of God, go I. My friends, many have slipped in uh, recent years. Many have slipped um, because of COVID. Across uh, our nation, church attendance has been down by a third to uh, a quarter. People have slipped away. People have even questioned the love of God because of COVID and what it has done. 
there are plenty of believers who have slipped and need to be restored gently. Maybe you can help some people who slip because you've had the same temptation. Maybe you know what they've been through and you can help them. That is, if you live a life filled by the Spirit. That's what Paul means when he says, those of you who are spiritual, if you're filled by the Spirit, you can really help people who have slipped. You can help to restore them gently. Support one another. Restore the broken. Don't judge. Don't tell everyone. Don't think that you're better than they are. Restore the broken one. And then Paul says you should relieve the burdened. Verse 2 there. Carry each other's burdens and in this way you fulfil the law of Christ. Everyone you meet these days is carrying a heavy burden. It may be the cost of living crisis. It may be the energy crisis. It may be some family crisis, a health crisis, an emotional crisis. Happy are those who've learned to cast their burden on Jesus, the ultimate burden carrier. Paul says, carry each other's burdens. The images of an army with heavy backpacks, marching. We first saw that, last saw that in this country, I suppose, uh, during the Falklands uh, War, with uh, Marines uh, marching long distances with heavy backpacks. Uh, and uh, uh, we know that that is part of, uh, uh, of soldiering. Uh, and uh, uh, <coughs> the image is of uh, uh, when that backpack becomes too heavy to carry it for your fellows, to uh, carry each other's burdens. Well, of course, we can't always carry another person's burden. You can't go for an operation on somebody's behalf, can you? But do remember the words from uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, uh, Tolkien uh, wrote uh, these words, I may not be able to carry your burden, but I can carry you. I can carry you. When uh, our uh, eldest son was uh, terminally ill, uh, uh, things were uh, difficult at home, as you can imagine. And uh, uh, one evening, um, uh, uh, Judith was uh, upstairs with, uh, with our son, uh, and uh, there was a ring on the doorbell. Uh, and uh, a lady who I vaguely recognized as uh, a mum of, uh, of another child in his class at uh, primary school, uh, she said, give me your ironing. And uh, I thought, well, yeah, uh, ironing wasn't a priority in the house at that time. Uh, and um, uh, there was quite a build-up of, of ironing. There was a big basket of it. So I handed the basket over to her, and she went off. When Judith came downstairs, she said, um, who was that? I said, I don't know. I said, what does she want? Uh, I said, she, she wanted to, to, to do some ironing. And I suppose she gave it to her. I said, yes, I did. Um, uh, fortunately, she did bring it back. <laughs> Beautifully ironed. She carried our burden. Uh, it was 
just a wonderful intervention, just what we needed. Uh, and there are always opportunities to carry each other's burdens. The Emperor Hadrian is uh, best known uh, uh, in this country for building a wall, isn't he? Uh, he reigned from, 11, seven, uh, from 117 to 138 uh, AD. And he's generally described as one of the good emperors, although there wasn't an awful lot of competition um, uh, for, for that title uh, in uh, those days. <coughs> he was a pagan, uh, but he did decree that uh, those who denounced Christians, uh, who were growing in number at that time, um, uh, must provide evidence of their crimes. You couldn't just say, that person is a Christian, therefore they have to be killed. You had to um, identify uh, what their crimes was. And Hadrian said this to the church, look at how they love one another. They never fail to help the widows. They save orphans from those who would hurt them. If they have something, they give freely to those who have nothing. If they see a stranger, they take him home as though he were a brother. No wonder the Christians were growing in number and growing and growing rapidly uh, with that kind of uh, uh, attitude to life. Uh, and uh, no wonder that uh, they grew so much in the Roman Empire in a couple of hundred years at the time of Emperor Constantine, they had become the leading religion uh, within the Roman Empire. Carry one another's burdens. You may not be able to carry the burden of everyone, but that doesn't excuse you from not carrying the burden of someone. And then Paul says, repent of bragging. Look at this in verse 3. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Just because you've not slipped and fallen where someone else has slipped and fallen, where someone else has taken a misstep, it doesn't mean that you're special. Paul says that your own, you should look at your own actions before you say, they deserve it. I saw it coming. Or maybe worst of all, maybe they'll listen to me next time. Don't compare yourself to somebody else. Compare yourself to Jesus. And then you will be able to support one another. Let's show we care by bearing one another's burdens without feeling superior. A man fell into a pit and he couldn't get himself out. An empathetic person came along and said, I feel for you down there. A self-righteous person said, only bad people fall into pits. A gossip inquired, give me all the details. A self-pitying person said, you should see my pit. A judgmental person said, you deserve your pit. A psychologist noted, your parents are to blame for this pit. A self-help group said, believe in yourself 
and you can get out of this pit. An optimist said, things could be worse. A pessimist said, there's nothing worse than this pit. If you've fallen into a hole and can't get out, if you've slipped and you can't get up, or you know someone who's slipped and fallen, is your burden too heavy? Do you want to be free from your burdens? Then there really is good news for you. The news can be found throughout the Bible, but most especially, it comes through Jesus. You remember that he said in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28, Come to me, all you who are weary and and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Are you tired of trying to find meaning and purpose in life? Are you weighed down by things that have put a distance between you and God? You can swap your burden for the easy yoke so that you can support one another in Christian love. Restore the broken. Relieve the burden. Repent of bragging.